This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. So there is one more wife of the Prophet ﷺ who has this unique interaction with the angels, specifically Jibreel ﷺ, but it has a serious twist to it. It's not the same as Khadija or as Aisha. And that is Hafsa bint Umar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with her and her father. Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha has a very interesting story and interaction with Jibreel But before I get there, I actually want to talk about her brother first. And this will give us an understanding of what is going to take place with her. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma was of course a great follower of the Sunnah of the Prophet and was almost identical to Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. And he was very young when he was around the Prophet And he said that he wanted to have a dream that he could share with the Prophet Why? Because when the Prophet would ask people in the mornings to share their good dreams, that was a way of connecting to the Messenger So he asked Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala to give him a dream so that he could share it with the Prophet the next day. Instead, he goes to sleep and he says, I saw this dream of two angels that came to me and they took me to the edge of hellfire. And subhanAllah, it's a terrifying dream because he says, I saw people in there that I recognized. So imagine he's he's looking at hellfire for enough of a time that he sees people that he knows in the hellfire. And it obviously scares him in the dream. And just as he is looking at it, another angel comes and says to him, do not be afraid and commands that the angels take him instead to the right because this is not your place. So. The dream is scary in that, you know, he saw hellfire and he saw people that he knows in hellfire and he was in front of it for that time. But it's also a good dream in the sense that he was spared from it, right? So it's an interesting dream, but it's not the type of dream that he had in mind to share with the Prophet after Fajr the way that other companions would share their dreams. So instead he goes to Hafsa his sister, who's also the wife of the Prophet and says to Hafsa radiallahu anha, can you speak to the Prophet about this dream? Hafsa approaches the Messenger sallallahu shares the dream. Rasulullah in his wisdom, knowing that whatever he says is gonna get back to Abdullah, he starts off by saying, Ni'mal rajulu Abdullah. What a good young man Abdullah is. What an excellent young man he is. Which is a statement of praise, right? So that he's put at ease, that he's a good young man. But then he says, If only he pray a little bit more at night. So Abdullah is an excellent young man, but Abdullah should also pray some more at night. He needs to pray Qiyamul Layl. Now you can imagine what the nights of Abdullah ibn Umar looked like after he heard that from the Prophet as a very young man. So his life is going to be distinguished by his Qiyamul Layl as it is in many other ways. Now, what does this have to do with Hafsa? She's obviously the middle woman in this regard. She's the messenger of the Messenger وسلم, to her brother to say, look, if you don't want the angels to take you to that place in the hereafter, then you should increase in your Qiyamul Layl and that will assure you that the angels will instead take you by the permission of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala to the other destination of Al-Jannah. So she was the messenger between the Messenger وسلم, and her brother. Now, what makes this so different? Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha and the Prophet actually separated. Rasulullah actually reached a point of divorce with Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha. 
He was not cruel with her. He did not abuse her. He did not harm her. But the Prophet had reached the point where he was going to separate from her. And when the Prophet reaches that point, how is this in praise of Hafsa? Of course, we know Umar came and, and you know, uh, asked the Prophet to reconsider. And the Prophet was gracious with Umar. But the one who came to the Prophet to actually convince him was not Umar, it was Jibreel. And Jibreel comes to the Prophet and says, Ya Muhammad, Raja Hafsa, take her back. Now, is he going to say, take her back because she is the daughter of your companion or take her back because of this, that, take her back because of what people will say? No. He says, Ya Muhammad, Raja Hafsa, take her back. Because she is a woman who fasts a lot and who prays a lot of qiyam. And I have seen she is your wife in paradise as well. SubhanAllah, Hafsa has the testimony of Jibreel that you should take this woman back, not because of who she is related to, not because of anything else, but she is sawama qawama. She has distinguished herself in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by the testimony of the angels, by the amount of fasting that she does and by the amount of qiyam that she does. SubhanAllah, now connect that back to Abdullah ibn Umar, right? Who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his wisdom and planning made her the one that would hear the dream of Abdullah and then deliver the message of the Messenger back to him that you should pray more Qiyamul Layl and the angels won't take you to that destination. And now you have the greatest of the angels coming to the Prophet to testify on her behalf that by the way, this is a woman who is distinguished by her Qiyam and her Siyam. And if you think about what comes after that, and I, I want you to think about the blessings of that. When we go to say salam to the Prophet or of course the salam reaches him wherever you give it, but when you do ziyara, when you're in the masjid of the Prophet specifically from the men's side, and you stand in front of the grave of the Prophet and Abu Bakr and Umar that place that you are standing is actually the house of Hafsa. That is the exact location of where Hafsa had her home. That is the home that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed and distinguished by having the Qur'an gathered in that home. That's not by accident. The mushaf, the, the papers, the bones, all of the scrolls were gathered in the house of Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha. And that was the home that by the testimony of Jibreel alayhi salam, a righteous woman used to fast daily and pray nightly. So it shows you that these ranks are not achieved with Allah or with the angels randomly or because of who you're related to or who you know. These ranks are achieved by the deeds that the Prophet taught us to elevate ourselves until the end of times.